0: Loser runs through the bowling alley naked.
1: No. <laughs> Let's rock. Thanks, Dad.
0: Can I get a
2: open? Whoa! No man presents live from the Nudie Bar. The Married with Children podcast. Here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Oh, God, what a day at work. Here we are. It's nighttime. We're in the nudie bar, and we are live. That's the most important thing, guys. We're live in the nudie bar. My name is Al. I am here with the guy who has a lifetime pass to the Pussycat Theater, Jerry. What's up, Jerry?
3: Uh, pretty good. Went there last night, saw the presentation of Cats. It was very, very well done. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, man. Bud got ripped off. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We have people... That's why, like, uh, the passes are non-refundable. People buy them thinking it's strippers, and it's like, no, it's just Cats. We just have Cats. Cats on Broadway. Yeah, just Cats on Broadway. Every day.
2: <laughs> that actually was going on in 1987. It's funny you say that. And we are here... With the guy who has a Pro Bowler Automatic Thumb Warmer Limited Edition. Justin, what's up, man? Gotta keep this
4: baby warmed up for all sorts of things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't want anyone going, ah! <laughs> yeah, uh, that is ridiculous, guys. I will make a confession here. I was, I could say, past tense. I actually have a major shoulder injury, which took me out of my league this year, so I'm no longer a bowler. I was, though. My dad got me into bowling when I was 14. Uh, I'm not going to say I got way into it. Uh, I got pretty good. I bowled 300s and things like that, but it's not like, uh, you know, I wasn't bowling three times a week or anything like that. I got good enough where I practiced a lot when I started. Then once I could throw a 200 game pretty much all the time – I stopped caring and then I would just join leagues, bowl once a week and then get in the pots and then try to make some money off of it. So that's about the extent of my. Hmm, That's
4: interesting because I've always been curious about bowling. I never really did it. Uh, When I was growing up, there used to be kids that would have birthday parties at bowling alleys and I I messed around. But I would just – stupid stuff more than actually try to bowl and be good right. but so like what's that like Yeah, i mean do you win do you are you like does you how does that how does that actually work what's a bowl what's a bowling league
2: uh it's just a league where uh by, by the way oh wow one f- crazy fact uh the first league i quit bowling for eight years and i came back in 2009 and our team was called no ma'am and we had the no ma'am shirts and everything
3: it was uh, really cool okay i do have a question that, okay in this episode, they constantly say that Al bowls a 175. But so is that not good? Because you were just talking about how you were doing like you got good enough to do 200s and then you were good. But Al's over here got like a, like almost like a professional bowler. and He's only doing 175s. Am I missing something? Are they missing something? What's? I
2: was going to bring this up. It's bizarre. Like literally the scene where Steve goes, well, I don't like to brag, Marcy. And he wants her to, you know, lay this all on them so he don't brag. And she goes, uh, you know, he, he's a 170 bowler. And I'm like, okay. that That's cool though. I mean, like, here's how I thought of it. I try to make sense of why that might be good to them. It's like if you guys were a 170 bowler, you might think that's good because you bowl once a year or twice in five years. Mm-hmm. So if you do 170, that's sort of really good. But for me, I would get things thrown at me, and they probably ask me not to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they go, "Dude, like, what are you uh, uh, having a little fun with? Uh, you know, grandpa's cough medicine before you came over here? Like, what the hell was that? <laughs> you know, like, like, okay, here, this is gonna be a crazy fact, but I averaged for a whole year
3: two twenty two. So, okay. So, what's a perfect game? Because there's a perfect game. So, what's the final score for a perfect game? You hit a strike every single time. That's three hundred. Three hundred. Okay. Yeah i I would average
2: about seven or eight strikes a game.
4: Gotcha. And how many how many ups do you have?
2: You have t- you have ten frames, but let's just say you throw nine strikes. That means you finish nine frames. Now, when you get to the tenth one, there's three boxes. So you throw a strike. And there's two more, so you could throw another strike and another strikes. So that means twelve strikes, even though there's ten frames. That's how it works. Mm. So you know, whoever did the math figured it all out, and it added up to three hundred, which is a perfect game. Uh, my perfect game, I bowled on July tenth, two thousand nine. Uh, the best thing I ever did was one night I threw sixteen strikes in a row, uh, but that was uh, between two games. So. I probably had like two spares and then all strikes and then the next game the first six strikes or whatever you know.
3: Wow, man, you're making me want to try this bowling thing. <laughs> we we actually went bowling a couple of nights ago, or not a couple of, a couple of it was like a month or two ago, and uh, that's why I was curious because they were like, "Yeah, Bud's bowling at 130, like it's impressive," and I'm like, "Well, I sucked and I I did like 120, so it can't be." It can't be that great to have a 130. I mean, I I guess if you're uh, like, there was one game where I I was under 100 where I just kept messing up, and I was like, okay, that really really sucks. That would be like, because I thought Kelly and and Peg probably bowled like an 80 to 100. Because they suck.
4: Uh, now 60 has to be really bad, right?
3: Yes. Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> That's really. That just bad. seems really bad. <laughs> It's it's terrible,
3: and that's what they said. Yeah, Kelly can only bowl 60s, yeah. Well, now that we have a clearer understanding of bowling and its rules.
4: <laughs> that was very important for this episode, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to put a perspective. Like, for example, okay, the last thing I could say, the only other, I, I, I guess, accomplishment, if you want to call it that. I don't think it really, any of this is an accomplishment, but, and it's funny, it, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it just popped up on Facebook memories, like what you did, you know, whatever years ago. Yeah. Apparently in 2014 or 16. Oh uh, no, 15. Sorry, yeah, you know, right in the middle. Uh, <laughs> I bowled a 279, 225, 279. Now that means that the first and the the last game of that night, because you bowl three games every night in league. Okay. That means that I threw every single ball I threw was a strike except for one. It was a nine spare. So when you do all that, it adds up to 279. So that series is a 7.83, and if you divide that, that means I averaged 2.61 for the night.
3: Wow. So, are you good enough to beat the Jesus, Big Lebowski? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably just
2: like me, so it could go either way.
3: <laughs> yeah, you and the Jesus are real, real...
2: Oh, Alex,
4: don't step over the line.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. That's the hard part. <laughs> so there you go guys, that's some bowling insight just to get you uh even though it's you're not getting acclimated to what's happening here, because like we said, everyone sucks here. Al and Peg go to the bowling alley, and Al goes to do something, get a beer or something like that, and uh, you know, the waitress will bring Peg something if she ever shows up. And Peg bumps into Mimi Stotes.
3: Whoa, 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 Mimi purposely bumps into Peg. Let's, oh, let's, yeah. Let's get this right. Mimi initiated all this.
0: <laughs> oh, Peggy. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. <laughs> Mimi, that is you under that bad dye job. <laughs> oh, kids, kids, come meet an old woman. Peg, I'd like you to meet the twins, Roscoe and Frank. <laughs> Gee, they don't look alike. Same father? Or should I say donor?
2: (laughs) She has twin boys that don't look alike. What is that called? uh... Paternal. Paternal, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, And Peg thinks that they have two different fathers. Like, could you imagine if a girl had relations with uh, two different guys, maybe on the same day? You know, who knows how much of a pig Mimi is I mean she, she doesn't look like she's a classy chick so uh and then they got pregnant by two different sperm and then
3: two kids came Can up Can that happen? no absolutely not no uh, that's that's not how that works <laughs> no? like no y- y'all like not pay attention in school
0: Peg. So, life hasn't been too good to you, huh? I don't work.
1: Well, I don't work either.
0: I don't do anything. Either do I. I have a maid. Not me. My house is a sty, and I don't care.
2: (laughs) Hiya, babe.
0: That's my husband, Chuck.
2: You poor thing. Oh, yeah? Oh, dude, what a dork. What a dork, right?
4: Dude, that guy makes Jerry look like the high school quarterback. Oh my God! Am I I right? Uh,
3: Yeah, yeah, he does. That that was a good one. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, how about this though? I don't think
2: Jerry's as lucky as this guy because Mimi drops some information to Peg.
0: But he has a. (laughs) 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 Was so nice seeing you again, Peg. Isn't nice to see you too. God,
3: I hate her. <laughs> I was going to say, do y'all think that Whispering was talking about the size of the hammer?
2: Yes. I, I would, I assumed that since I could remember assuming anything.
3: Because mm. that's what I put in my notes was, did she just whisper dick size? Did we just have that joke happen on this show? I don't see what else it could have been. Yeah,
2: what's she talking about? He has a $6,000 in the bank.
3: Yeah. He has premium health (laughs) care.
2: Yeah. (laughs) He has roadside assistance. Al pulls out this silver pearl bowling pla... Now, here's the thing with Al's ball. Being, you know, who I am, in 1987, that's a plastic bowling ball. And it sucks. (laughs) That There's no way... (laughs) <laughs> that a good bowler who throws a hookball would ever use that. Like, that is ridiculous. And by the way, guys, I'm sorry. You know, Al Bundy's my man. I will never talk trash on this dude. But <laughs> I'm just going to say, I, I'm going to say that Ed O'Neill is a friggin' comedic genius. <laughs> that That's how I'm going to make sense of this. <laughs> the way Al bowls is
3: absolutely
2: ridiculous.
3: <laughs> he takes one step. I mean did you guys notice that? Well yeah, but he's rubbing his ball three times. Obviously that puts <laughs> some magic juju on it and he he and he has one of the best, best catchphrases I've ever heard in bowling. Watch me and want me. Obviously <laughs> that is enough. That all of that's just to throw you off. You don't even see him take the four steps and do the perfect arc because you're so blinded by by watching him wanting him and the way he rubs that ball, you want it. That's that's the answer to that, obviously, Alex. I don't know why you didn't see that. Obviously, you don't know about bowling.
2: You're, yeah, <laughs> you, you got me, man. Because yeah, but it's amazing. Al saying, "Watch me and want me." Like, who on earth would desire a bowler? I mean, no effect. Like, I know that I I was one and stuff, but at the same time, I never thought that I got my wife because she was just so impressed. This family, you know, everything is about competition between Peg and Mimi. Uh, From where I'm standing, Peg wins on the looks and how she held up throughout the years. Would you guys agree with that one?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Mimi looks – she does not get better. I saw her uh, when she was in the uh, Drew Carey show. She got big. She's She's an actual actress? No, that was a joke because in the Drew Carey show, there's another character named Mimi who's a really big Uh, lady. uh, So it was a really just out there obscure joke for like one person who would get it.
4: I like competition. I've always been like everything that I did when I was a kid, I tried to make into a competition. Anything that like if I was I would make games out of nothing, you know so i'm I'm always down with like a spur of the moment competition tournament, whatever like it's fun to me i it turns something that's you know kind of fun, like even playing playing sports games you got a bunch of people in the house let's have a madden Madden tournament, you know what I mean
2: right
4: so like I've always been been down with that, so I like this episode right away the setup and you know what yeah. we're, what we're dealing with. do you guys ever like that were you guys c- competitive or you know no into
3: I um i don't like competitions i like comparisons (laughs) like i like i like to compare things and learn something from the from the ending but like as for competition i don't i don't care who won i care about what i learned from it so that and i lose every competition so uh no they're terrible people are like come play smash brothers with us i'm like why so y'all can laugh at me no
4: so, this uh, Mimi wasn't in a bunch of stuff. She was in the Uncle Buck TV series. She was actually in a lot of things, but it's all TV. Wait, series. what
2: did you just say? Did you just tell me that there was an Uncle Buck TV series? Yeah.
4: 1990.
2: You're telling me <laughs> that the movie with John Candy was turned into a television show?
3: Yep. Yep. Oh. My. God, you would have known this. How do you had stuck to your TV guides all summer?
4: Not played by John Candy, played by Buck Russell or Ke. I mean, played by Kevin Meany.
2: <laughs> Thank God uh, he didn't play that role. Uncle Buck's one of my favorite movies ever. I had no idea. I would love to see even 10 minutes of this.
4: Hmm. Wow. All the way up until 2002 was their
3: final TV appearance, which was Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle is an awesome show. In fact, when Steve Steve leaves this show, I'm going to leave this show and go start a Malcolm in the Middle podcast.
4: Wow, she's (laughs) actually in another episode. Really? married with Children, yeah.
2: Wow, which one does it say? Uh, The
4: jokes on Al from 96, and she plays a different character.
3: I was really hoping that the Mimi character would come back. Wow, that would have been cool if you told me that she was
2: in her cup runneth over because that was when there was like a high school reunion that would have been cool
4: oh yeah that would
2: be cool what an awesome yeah that because we got the fat lady back remember from the shoe store the i want a balloon yeah lady so it would have been cool if we got mimi back
0: al got a strike my husband is better than your husband more than you're better than me oh yeah my kids are better than your kids better than i'm better than you Yeah, well, you're aging badly. Oh, yeah? Well, how about a little family bowl? No. What do you mean, no? I can bowl that doofus off the face of the earth. We can beat him. Yeah, but Mimi's better than me.
2: Well, since Bud's taking bowling lessons, he says he's bowling 130.
4: Look at eight
1: eyes over there.
4: They're pathetic. Even though Kelly stinks like you, what with me and Bud taking up the slack, we can't lose. Go
1: ahead, bet.
2: Uh, you know, like I said, everything's about competition with chicks, and, uh, they decide to have a family bowl-off because, uh, you know, throwing their lives in each other's faces wasn't good enough.
0: Mimi? Yes, Peggy? (laughs) Okay, it's a bet. Saturday night Bowl off eight o'clock sharp.
1: Fine.
0: Okay, now for the bet. Let's see. Loser sniffs every bowling shoe in the alley. Uh, No. Okay, all right, okay. Um, Winner walks the loser through the mall in a leash. No. All right, okay, okay. Uh, Loser runs through the bowling alley naked. No! (laughs) I know. The loser, you, will have to dress like a human trophy and pose for pictures with everybody in the alley.
3: But then they go walk the bowling alley naked and everyone says no.
1: The
3: (laughs) whole (laughs) bowling alley. And it was was hilarious. And then uh, they decided on dress like a human trophy. Yo Mimi's Mimi's a savage though because uh Peggy goes you have beautiful children and she goes Mimi goes yeah right like, do you, you think be- Mimi looks looks at her husband and just goes this is your fault that our daughter looks like she's going to grow up to shoot aliens
2: <laughs> <laughs> or the incredible hulk tv series yeah oh
4: yeah she totally could have been a stand in <laughs> Yeah, she
3: looks
2: like Lou Ferrigno.
4: They were going to have an
3: episode where Lou Ferrigno gets turned into a woman and she was going to be it. Yeah. Dee Dee, though, can break
2: 200, apparently. Uh, They never come out and say she's a lesbian, but I think it's pretty much implied. Well, I was actually thought that if they would have went
4: one step further and when uh, Kelly disrobed.
2: Dude, that's what I was thinking. I had that in my notes also. Why didn't they take it that that far? Wouldn't that have been amazing Yeah, if she was jaw-dropped at Kelly?
3: Yeah, they've already had lesbian jokes in there before. Why not do another one? Maybe it's because they were underage, but they make underage sexual jokes at Kelly all the time. So maybe they didn't want to do it towards her because she's probably, like, I guess, Bud's age. So it's a little bit more awkward. Right. I don't know. They they purposely made her look like uh, a lesbian, so there's no way they were not, like, they didn't at least think about the idea of making that joke and something made them bow out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all three wrote the joke down in our notes. Right. That it would have been perfect.
4: Speaking of her, she's actually done one other acting role, acting credit, uh, in 1986, which was actually Aliens. before this episode, it was Reform School Girls.
2: <laughs> she, yeah, really? Yeah. I. Uh, it, it was d- definitely a missed opportunity. I don't know what... The, I agree. That is very strange that they didn't do that.
3: Did anyone else notice that Peg still had the chick's hair in her hand when she got home? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was great. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was hilarious. She still had a firm grip on it. Like like any normal person would, if they pulled Mimi's hair uh, out of her head, they would have thrown it out of the window on the ride home or just thrown it on the floor immediately after pulling it out in the bowling alley. But no, Peg has a firm grip all the way home. <laughs> She's going to make a voodoo doll. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Marcy has a Barb Lindhart is her. High school rival as a kid, you know, she did this, she did that, did the other thing, and still tops Marcy because she ended up getting decapitated and dying at their high school reunion. So that's all anybody could talk about. And they still ignored Marcy.
3: (laughs) I love this entire scene Uh, just because, one, Steve and Marcy show up. They have an exact reason while they're over there because they're like, oh, we set off a bug bomb. We got to be, we can't go back there for 10 minutes. They both look at their watches.
2: It's funny how this early into the show, they're already coming up with reasons that they're coming over the house. Like it ain't just like, oh, hey, you know, Steve and Marcy, the two people who just show up randomly every day for no reason. You know, now they're here because they can't be home because there's a stink bomb or whatever the, you know, (laughs) like whatever it is. Like, it's funny that they're already kind of trying to give this some kind of context to keep it grounded on some level. (laughs) Because they're going to do this 200 more times. It's, It's like... Why bother telling us why you're there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like we said earlier, uh, Steve, turns. it turns out Steve's quite the bowler. He is a, a 170 bowler. Anybody he doesn't like to brag, Marcy? And I
0: have finally got a shot at beating her at bowling, and I'm not going to get the chance. I'm one bowler short, and I needed a good one. Done. You know somebody? I sleep with him. Shh. Who? Steve. Oh. Steve? Look at him. His lithe, wiry body was made for bowling. And he does a heck of a little mambo, too. Al, Steve can bowl. You bowl?
3: Well, I I don't like to brag, Uh, Marcy.
0: He's a wonderful bowler, Al. What do you bowl? Uh,
3: Marcy. About
0: 165. Uh, 170. <laughs> Steve, you're a godsend. I need you to be my ringer. Will you bowl for me Saturday night?
3: If I still can, after you let go of me. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you.
0: It's Saturday night at 8. All you have to do is bowl great and be a Bundy. Uh, yeah, right. When I grow fur and marry cheetah. <laughs> Chance. Besides, no one would believe I'm a Bundy. We'll Bundy up. I don't want to be Bundied up. What if you do it and I can't come back?
4: Steve, please. Do it for me,
0: and I'll do it for you.
1: <gasps> Let's bowl. <laughs>
2: now, Jerry, if we Bundied you up a little bit, Do you think you can return from that? Like, I want you to come on here one night, you know, in in the jiggly room. Look around, dude. Look at these chicks. Look at that. Right right, right over here. Look at this girl. Now, you're going to tell me that there's not a little bit of Bundy in you right now? That don't you want to tape a dollar bill to a fishing line? And just keep on cranking that baby in as she gets closer and closer. Like, you can't tell me that you don't want to bundify yourself once in a
3: while. You know, she is very, uh, bundyful with her dancing. Oh, she dances bundyful, yes. Yeah. She's very good at the bundy bounce.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but yes, there there are times where the, the inner bundy wants to come out. Maybe even... But I have to hold back and remember that my inner Steve is sophisticated and you got to be careful. You cross that line into the Bundy world. You may never come back. And next thing you know, you're going to be like, where's Jerry? Well, he's been driving a Ford lately. Wow. And you eat meat now. It, it would just be a whole crazy. Actually, that's again. the one thing that I can't get on board with Steve. I, I, <laughs> I eat meat and I don't I don't eat purchased vegetables. That's for rabbits. That's for my food's food. Uh, and I think it's disrespectful. <laughs> it's disrespectful for me to to eat this animal it's even more disrespectful for me to eat my animal's food i'm not that much
2: of a jerk i always felt that if i didn't eat meat that they would it would just like rot and they just throw it away like i feel like they're gonna (laughs) make the same amount anyway you know what i mean but 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 they say that if enough people do this then then they will stop obviously
4: yeah
2: they want to kill as many i
4: don't know i feel like it's too expensive to eat Vegetable, because you got to change it up. You know, you can't just eat lettuce every day. And yeah. some of the good stuff that's that's vegetarian is expensive, like more expensive Dude. than some steaks.
3: So, oh yeah, Reese Reese, my fiance is a pescatarian, which means she's a vegetarian except fish are assholes, so she can eat those. Yeah. They don't care about fish, <laughs> so you're allowed to eat seafood. Yeah, I, I'm not joking with you. Uh, yeah, I know. But she she. Like, the stuff that she has to buy is expensive, and I've had some of it. Like, I've had her fake uh, spicy chicken patties. They weren't bad. I had her – I had uh, some fake baby back ribs. Oh, I love – dude, that's my favorite
2: food in the world. And how was it? What, fake baby back ribs?
3: Yeah, like, the they're by uh, Morningstar, I think. They're in a green Alex's box. Alex's favorite food is fake baby back ribs.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. No, my favorite food oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah, baby yeah, yeah. back ribs.
3: Oh, I was about to say, that's that's weird. <laughs> he's, he's, bringing, he's bringing a baby back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Only a Skeleton Crew fan would love that.
3: That is just for you, Jonathan Orr, who is also a Married with Children fan, because he has an official No Man t-shirt, so he deserves to get a shout out. Now, Alex, this is the first episode we get, like, the full-on Bundy cheer, right? Whoa, Bundy? yeah like the full like wait, oh, wow, he full on can I get the Bundy cheer, and we actually a whoa Bundy, like cause I, I I was confused huh. for a second if this was the first one because it's in the intro for the podcast. so when I listen to the podcast, I hear it. So you wonder if it messed with your mind. Exactly and I was like, well let me because I know you two don't listen to the podcast once it's done because Alex is tired of hearing it from editing in it. Right. Uh, I if, can't if, listen to my self- zone shows. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you guys are lucky I hopped on
2: live. I'm not gonna <laughs> listen to it
3: again. I, I listen to it from a production standpoint because it's very interesting to me. Y- um, you know what would be really funny
2: is if uh,
4: I am not in the show period
2: and you don't even know it. Right? Yeah, and I'm just
4: sitting here recording every week. That would be a really really mean joke.
2: Like Like
3: dude, I'm sorry, you're just not that good. Alex, I think he's I think he's starting to figure out our our screw up 22 shots plan cuz not only has he figured out that we tried to ruin his Skype, but now he knows that we uh we we, we don't actually have him in the show.
2: Ah, sorry, man. Hey, listen, I'm glad I invited you on though, but hey just didn't work out, man. But I'm I'm too much of a nice guy to break this to you, so I'm just going to keep having you come on here and just, like, spend 12 hours editing you out.
0: (laughs) Kelly, the only reason I'm telling you this is because you're so used to failure. (laughs) So maybe you can tell me how to break this to Mom and Dad. That money I took for bowling lessons? I now have a lifetime pass to the Pussycat Theater. (laughs) And I can't bowl worth a damn. Well, you're not kidding me, are you? No,
1: Kel. Oh, God, I love you!
0: (laughs) You're not going to tell, are you? Tell? And give up counting the beads of sweat forming on your forehead because you've ruined your mother's life?
1: (laughs) Oh, no, Budrick.
0: I plan to be just as stunned as the rest of the family.
1: Bud? A liar?
2: (gasps) Do you remember... When we talked about how they were just the drop-in, like, jokers. And, you know, like, you remember that? Like, it was mostly about Alan Pegg and, like, maybe Stephen Marcy and stuff. And then the kids came in, did their jokes, and got right the hell out. And now, oh, my God. I mean, we're getting, like, eight full minutes or more or ten. You know, with last episode, we got, like, like a whole 15 or so. Because every episode is 22 minutes we're getting a lot of screen time and now these kids are really coming into their own and like i told you doesn't the show get better once you get everybody involved yes don't you
3: think it's getting better right now as we keep going yeah the more they put steve on the screen the better it gets ah. <laughs> uh, yeah
2: uh he's been on since day one so you're lucky But, yeah, now they're bringing the kids into the fold, and it is just getting better and better. I mean, God, I didn't think you could top the dialogue that went back and forth in Born to Walk when um, Kelly kept joking that she was going to run over Bud as soon as she gets a license. And now, like, and talk about great acting from kids. Kelly's genuine happiness to see... That Bud has been lying about taking bowling lessons this whole time and he's going to land flat on his face. You couldn't see how that would make Kelly more happier than anything in the world that she's heard in the last five months. You know, like she, that is the best news she's heard in how long, you know. Yeah, for real. That com- that comes out, you know, like that 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 she really expresses that and it's it's so genuine and it's amazing.
3: And and on the flip side, look at Bud. He really sells that he's like really serious and trying to figure out a way out of this. Like his face gets really stern and really like sad and he's just like, oh "My god, what am I going to do?" He just plops down on the couch, says, "Mr. Rhodes, sit down."
2: And Steve listens, you know, like you know, like an adult supposed to to a child. And he sits down, and you know, Bud lays it on him, dude. I didn't take my bowling lessons that my parents have been paying for, and I am dead, and they're gonna kill me. And Steve agrees to to train Bud how to bowl, even though he's only a one seventy bowler. He's still gonna train Bud f- as long as Bud pays for his own bowling, and. <laughs>
3: Ice cream, and ice cream cone.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa!
3: Don't play you, Mister Rhodes.
4: And that and cuts immediately to to Steve licking the ice cream. No, I, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I was gonna mention, but I forgot when ba- when the joke happens. that peg, uh, you know, loser has to run around naked around the bowling thing, and everybody's like, "No." Well, when I was growing up, when you played beer pong and you if you lost without getting a cup out you know if you're playing 10 cup beer pong right. you lose without getting a cup out that's called a gang bang and you have to run around the party naked which happened to me one time me and this girl named Tiffany
2: my wife was with you? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, you're, you're telling me that you actually took all your clothes off and ran through a party?
4: Yeah, but I covered myself. This is bad. I wouldn't do it now because I'm out of shape. But like back then, <laughs> back then, <laughs> back then, you know, I didn't care.
2: You know, I was like, I, I was like, whatever. It was
4: a, it was a very quick, you know, just couple
2: couple. couple Here's steps. what we really want to know. Tell the truth. Did you get any dates out of that? out
4: of that, no, but you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was awkward and embarrassing, but you know it yeah. was even more awkward for her because she had to cut co- she tried to cover put her whole forearm over her boobs and her uh, right hand over her uh, vagina. and um you know nobody <laughs> was really focused on me. That was one of the good things. you know, oh wow,
2: good. was she hot?
4: uh yeah, yeah, she was my she's actually my buddy's girlfriend. Huh. Wow. yeah, and he allowed this, huh? Uh, he was really into beer pong. <laughs> he,
3: he really, wow. he really, uh, yeah. He really rules are it. rules, Alex. Yeah. If you make the bet and you lose, then that's on you. I guess I would just
2: sit in my garage with her for like sixteen hours a day, like training her to make sure she gets one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it's super, it's super bad if you don't like, right? Like you have to get one cup. Oh yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, if you throw in the general area, you're bound to get one. Yeah. So that's that would be ridiculous. How about as ridiculous as Al dressed up as a 70 year old golfer when he goes bowling?
3: I, I thought that was just normal bowling clothes. Like, oh, no, dude. Every time I see bowling clothes, it's like a a button up <laughs> shirt. And it, like if it looks like something Charlie Sheen would wear, I assume it's bowling attire. <sighs> yeah he does wear like bowling shirts doesn't he like every
2: time that's what i see yeah and that two and a half men it's like the same damn shirt in a hundred variations
3: yeah that black and brown button-up shirt that he wore like every other fourth episode
0: Okay, okay, so you've touched paws. Can we ball now? My daughter's on her way. We'll wait for her. Uh-uh, not a chance. She gets a zero for every frame she misses.
4: Wait a second. Uh, who's this guy?
0: Cousin Steve.
4: No, I smell a ringer. This guy's no Bundy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My mistake, he's a Bundy. So, are we ready? let's ball Al says let's ball and they have you know that that became Al's thing I think he already said let's rock I forgot where he says in the beginning of our show but I forgot where he might have already said like there's no way oh god I wish we kept track of that stuff man Al saying let's rock goes on forever (laughs) <laughs> so I can't believe
3: – Was it in Have You Driven a Ford Lately when he was – it like – when they get in the car at the end of the episode to drive? I don't – I feel like
2: I know what you mean but I don't know and I'm so mad that I didn't pinpoint when he says let's rock because that would have been cool because there's no way the first time he says it is is the variation of let's bowl. Yeah,
3: there's there's no way we're going to be able to catch – all of the the jokes when they first begin, like... I should, though, dude. Yeah, you should, but me and Justin shouldn't. That's my point. Don't blame us. Blame yourself. No, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm talking to the audience. Blame Alex.
2: (laughs) Well, hey, audience, you know, you could be a little more interactive here. I mean, go on Facebook, guys. Drop everything you possibly can. If you know something we don't know, every time we post a show, just go in there and go, oh, hey, do you guys notice this is the first time I, you know, I think we just missed one of these things. I think Annabelle told us Al calls Kelly Pumpkin for the first time. I think it was on the last episode, and I didn't even notice it. Yeah, yeah,
3: you're you're right. She brought up that this that was the episode where she he first started calling her Pumpkin as one of like his pet names for his daughter. And that goes on forever. And
2: I I missed that too. So I I'm so sorry. And I even have a research team working with me, and I still missed it. Go figure. <laughs> Kelly. Comes into the bowling alley wearing a big black overcoat like those guys who flash people. <laughs> <laughs> and you – every time somebody wears that, you can't help and know why they're wearing it.
4: Yeah, you're just like, OK, what's underneath this thing?
2: <laughs> yeah, like who wears that? Eh? So Peg says, you know, you're so late. She says, well, I I was dating the gorgeous guy. And she says, can you do something to help this family? So she goes, OK. And one of the losers are about to bowl, not Roscoe, I think, maybe the other brother. No, maybe it is Roscoe. He's about to bowl. So Kelly walks up to the to the foul line where Roscoe has a great view, drops the trench coat, and oh my <laughs> god. Now we're not allowed to talk about her, right? No, 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 no.
3: We are in this episode because they're doing it on purpose for a joke. So we can talk about how she's using her own, her own uh, sexiness to mess up these nerds because we're not talking about her being attractive. The show is pointing it out so that this joke can work that the nerds find her so attractive. So we're safe. It's the nerds who, who, are, who, are, who are the perverts here. We are just critics and we are observing this happening and we have to report the joke.
2: Oh uh, yeah, we're just like three cool guys in a nudie bar, man. Like this
3: is not us. Yeah, we're obviously not the perverts here.
2: Absolutely, this is just uh, these weird uh, nerdy people who are just into this. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and
3: those nerds thought she was smoking on. hot. Wait a minute.
2: If Donnie
4: Darko can talk about her, Mister Jake Gillamolaheilan. <laughs> Wait, Donnie what? Darko is set in 1988, and he talks to his counselor about. Whacking off to Christina Applegate
3: in 1988. Well, the 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 movie was the the movie came in 1988, yeah, but it came out in the nineties.
2: Oh, so they just didn't realize what they were doing.
3: No, Uh, no, no, because Jake Gyllenhaal was playing a teenager in that movie. Teenagers uh, can talk about other teenagers. Yeah, this is just so complicated. This is so. Uh, It's a conundrum that we constantly deal with on this. I was just going to say, as long as in this context, you talk about how the nerds are talking or finding her attractive, then it plays into the joke and it's just us explaining what's going on.
4: Yeah, the right. nerds were probably staring at her boobs, you know?
3: Yeah, I think she was wearing clothes that made the nerds uh, feel that they were very tight, very well-rounded, and yeah. they were paying really close attention. Yeah, they were. A purple, black striped shirt. A shirt, if you want to call it—I don't
2: know what you call it—and then the, a black mini skirt oh, and and like stockings and
3: is what the nerds were paying attention to. Yeah, not us. Nerds. We
2: were there for the bowling. Yeah, we're just reporting it, and uh, we're just actually I'm more focused on his gutter ball. Believe it or not,
4: uh-huh.
2: And not even her leaned over the ball return or anything like that. That was just absolutely ridiculous. I can't I, believe I can't... they did that to a
3: teenage girl. They should... I, yeah. <laughs> They might as well. They've made last episode. They were talking about how to get around. She was having to put out. Yeah,
4: but I think it's different when you actually that's that's words, right? But you're actually physically showing off her sexuality at this point. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. So Al needs. Okay. so anyway. So, okay, where I was going to get to is this. The nerd stuff. Kelly missed four frames. Because she was late, and Mimi said, oh no. If she's late, she she gets a zero for every frame she misses. So, Kelly misses four frames. Turns out, Kelly sucks. (laughs) They already said that she bowls 60s. And that's with a full set of frames. Now, you take four away. uh, Kelly's knocking down two pins, three pins. They show it. She sucks. Now, here's what doesn't make sense. You get to the end... And supposedly, Al's the last guy to bowl, and like I told you guys, in the 10th frame, you get three strikes, or three boxes. This could go, here's the scenarios. You get three strikes, you get a strike, let's just say seven pins and then a spare, or seven pins and a zero, or you get like eight pins, one, and then you don't get to throw your third one, because if you didn't get the spare, you don't get the third one. What you're telling me is Kelly missed four frames and then continued to knock down just a couple pins here and there. And somehow they are 23 pins down in the 10th frame. Who on that other team was bowling even remotely
3: as bad as Kelly's score? The Um, two boys. The the two boys when, when Kelly showed up. Let's Every... just
4: assume that they got gutter balls from that, from the fourth frame or fourth whatever.
3: Oh. Yeah, that's two of them. They were distracted by Kelly. I do like when Bud tries to distract the, the <laughs> daughter and he shows his arm and then she shows her arm. Yeah. I feel like she that's,
2: strike.
3: I feel like that's something that would happen to me. <laughs> well, when the biggest
2: part of your arm is your elbow. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, fine, my theory's out the window And thank you, because now I think it's even better
0: Al, he got a spare We're in our final frame And we need 23 pins
1: 23? No problem Ready?
2: Right.
0: Oh, no. Can you do it again?
2: That's all I ever hear from you.
1: For my next ball.
2: I'd like a steak dinner
1: with all the trimmings.
0: I'll even make potatoes.
1: <laughs> Steve. Right.
0: We need three pins to win. Three pins! Oh, you have the sex drive of a stone, but I love you. Three pins!
1: Well, let's see, which one should I get? The uh, one, two, three, the uh, three, four, five, or the ever tricky one, seven,
0: nine? Just bowl, you moron. Okay, kids, get out the cameras. History is about to be made. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next. I don't know what happened, Peg. The ball must have slipped. Somebody must have tampered with my thumb warmer. But I still bowled a 175, Peg. Good owl. No, I mean
4: it,
2: Peg. I'm upset about this. You know how much this thing costs? You're gonna be much
3: longer, Peg. The kids are getting hungry.
0: Just go home, Al.
2: You sure you'll be okay?
0: Get the hell away from me, okay?
3: Say goodnight to your mother,
2: kids. So, Al somehow does not knock over three damn pins. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. The only, only explanation is Al wanted to make Peg suffer?
3: I think that's what it was. I I've been debating on this because I was just like, if Al's such a legendary bowler, how did he not get three pins? It doesn't make sense. Even the Bundy luck could not have made him miss three pins. I he hasn't probably thrown a gutter ball in the past like twenty years minimum. Okay. When's the last time you threw a gutter ball, Alex? The last night. Is it
4: like common to accidentally fuck up that bad?
3: If
2: the oil's really heavy in the middle and you got to throw it out to the outside board so the ball catches and then hooks back in and let's just say the last five boards are dry, yeah, you could throw it in the gutter. Like I probably, because of a shot like that, I might, and only because I bowl once a week and never practice, I might throw it in the gutter once a year. A, a guy who bowls more than once a week, like all the other guys on my team, I almost never see him throwing the gutter.
3: Uh, uh, Justin, did you understand anything he just said about oil and? <laughs> and, and I, hook? I assume it had something to do with the floor. Uh, I, yeah, it, the oil in the in, on the floor. Is there oil in the ball? I thought bowling balls were solid. What, well, I'm well it
2: depends. If it's like a twenty-five foot pattern, if it's like. If it's heavy on the inside and dry on the outside or if it's a house shot or whatever, it depends how they oiled the lanes. Oh, the
3: lanes. See, I didn't know if you were talking about oil in the ball, in the lane, like what you're like, as if the bowling ball was hollow and there's oil in it. That's what helps y'all <laughs> get hooks or something. I, I had no, no idea what you the hook, about.
2: the hook's in your hand. It's all about how you release the ball. And, and there are weights in the ball that will help it hook even more. But you have to really
3: be, you know what you're doing with your hand. You got to know how to crank it. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go watch that movie Kingpin again with Woody Harrelson and see if I understand any of this.
2: Yeah, if your hand, if your rubber hand goes flying down the lane with your ball, then you did something wrong.
3: And, and when he goes, when he's telling the kids we're gonna leave, and she's like, just leave, and he goes, I can't leave her like this, and you think he's about to do this like really nice thing for her. But instead, Al goes and gets his picture taken with Peg, when she's standing up there in her loser costume.
2: Yeah, and he's wearing his pro bowler uh, automatic thumb warmer. (laughs) Yeah, and he puts a thumbs
3: up. I was just like, man, that is better than the T-shirt joke from the last episode.
2: Yes, that is amazing. Like that Al had to get that picture. Perfect capper to the episode. Yep. They always know how to do that one last joke. I'll tell you that. Yeah. These guys are amazing.
0: <laughs> no Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. You can email them at MarriedWChildrenPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's
2: episode. All right, guys, let's wrap this up. How many human trophies out of five do you give alley of the dolls, Justin?
4: uh this episode to me it's it's like very hand in hand with the last week's episode in terms of like it's it's just a scenario like a situational episode. like nothing major happens. Uh, at least on first viewing, I didn't I didn't know that anything major happens. But apparently, the 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 Woe Bundy thing is a thing. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got that far in the show yet. But, um, you know, but no, no major like plot developments or anything like that. But that's cool because I, I like these type of episodes, and I love episodes that take place like outside of the house, like maybe like at a bowling alley. Like to me, yeah. that is cool, and I really really like competition and i like in all sitcoms these style of episodes where it's like this family versus another family like i've seen that before and in, in other things and i always like it you know uh and this is the way that the the bundies do it and and it's cool to see like peg have some sort of uh you know moment where she hate has like this bitter rivalry type thing i thought that was pretty cool um Man, I, I really like this episode. I really, 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 really do. It's it's funny from start to finish, and I just like the concept. I'm going to go ahead and give this one uh, four human trophies out of five.
2: Wow. Four human bowling trophies out of five. Uh, Jerry, out of five, how many human bowling trophies do you give this episode?
3: This is everything I want in a Married with Children episode. We get uh, a little bit of background history on a character with Peg, we get Steve. We get a nice twist ending. We get Steve. We get the Bundy tradition. Uh, like we learn a bit about a Bundy tradition with the, like they have their own like chant. Um, we get really good one-liners. We get Steve. We get all we the get characters Steve burping. Yeah, we get Steve burping. We get all the characters being true to who who we we know them as. Like it's just a fantastic episode. And uh, I feel like there is a no- I feel like with this being the first time we have the Bundy cheer, um, I-, I feel 100% comfortable saying that this is a 5 out of 5 episode for me. I will come back and watch this one all the time. We get the bowling tradition. We get the Bundy cheer. We get uh, – You get memorable characters? Yeah, we get memorable moments – for those characters where they play up big things we we learn the back history we learn a little bit of back history about um peggy we get to find out steve actually used to be a, a decent bowler you get marcy's back history we yeah we get marcy's back history and a little bit more of that dark influence from her um it, we i just feel like this episode is everything i want in a married with children episode
2: um, and, and I feel a hundred percent barring, of course, Kelly leading over a ball return.
3: Uh, well, I talked to the nerds and they said, uh, that is absolutely needed for this episode. Uh, it would be wrong of us to, to censor that kind of art. Um, so I have to say that it has to be in there. And, and I'm not saying that, uh, that made it a five out of five, but yeah. it, uh, it definitely, uh, helped that joke was very well done it didn't hurt okay uh yeah i think the only
2: thing this episode lacked uh Dee, Dee looking at kelly when she was bowling and messing up you know i don't know they were telling they're walking a fine line about what is her deal And that joke's missing, and I I basically agree with Jerry on everything except for that. I really think that would have sealed the deal. I'm not saying that this – I'm just saying this as a a guy reviewing this episode. As a Marrow Children fan, yeah, it's a 5 out of 5. As a guy reviewing this, I think that would have been like the cherry on top. So I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 human bowling trophies. So close to being perfect. But, yeah, I mean, and that's a 4.5, guys. I don't do that often. That does not take away, just because I gave you the reason why. Uh, yeah, great episode. It was so cool to see Bud and, and uh, Steve in Iraq. He's going to show them at a bowl. That's a great moment, you know? That's something you don't really see. And uh, that's really cool stuff. You get more insight on how crazy Marcy is and how some girl dying is still annoying to her because it took attention away from her, you know? Like, that's pretty crazy. You know, you can't gloss over that. You get some interaction, like like Justin said. You love leaving the house. You love the living room. You love the couch, but it's also nice. It's a breath of fresh air to get out sometime. And plus, we get into another aspect of Al Bundy's character. I mean, he might have mentioned bowling, uh, I guess, maybe? Oh yeah, Uh, duh. When when they buried Bella, she said, I put your bowling ball in the coffin. So, We already knew Al was a bowler at this point, but now we get to see him in action, and that's a big deal to finally watch Al Bundy bowling. That's major. So this is just jam-packed with big stuff that we just don't realize until you sit there in a nudie bar and dissect it.
4: I think I'm going to up my rating to 4.5 after we kind of discussed it, because I really do like this episode.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, 4.5, 4.5, 5 5 out of 5. Guys, if you're just listening and not watching, you're missing out. Hey, thanks. We love you. Thanks for listening only. I mean, if you think we're that good. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we definitely recommend you go ahead and get that box set, man. That's uh, essential to this show. We really think you should all watch the episode and then listen. That's the best way to do it. There's nothing better than reflecting with people. You know, listening to this and then watching it, like, what are you going to try to do? Remember what we said and...
4: Yeah, I tried it a couple times by not watching the episode and then recording it. Doesn't work out.
2: <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going I
2: was going to say, "Oh, oh really? Yeah, you're really
3: good." <laughs> the main the main reason you should watch the show before you listen to us because even though Alex is great enough to put in those sound clips to help you jog your memory, you ha- it has to jog your memory. If you have already seen the episode and then you listen to us, you get to have this conversation with us. You get to hear us say something where you go, wow, I didn't get that or, oh, oh my God, I can't believe they forgot this or I thought it was this way. It'll, it'll get your mind way more active and then you can come into the face group, Facebook group and say, hey, y'all missed this. What are, what are your thoughts on it? Here's my thoughts on it and we can continue this conversation past just this shit podcast and we can, we can go more. Yeah, don't be just
2: dicks who say, hey, you missed this. I'm better than you. Say, hey, oh, man, I wish you guys talked about this. What do you think? Be cool. Don't be a dick. Not not that anybody is. I'm, I'm not retaliating to some, like, former post. I'm just saying uh, this has happened to me in other shows. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what people get out of that. But, yeah, if you want to add something, just add it in a nice, friendly way. Like, what are we
3: fighting <laughs> yeah we, we want to hear it if we miss something that you thought was important that we didn't i find it very interesting that that we missed it and you thought it was important and i want to know why so you going on there y'all missed this this is important to me because of this what do y'all think now well now i gotta i've got to reply to you and, and and put in more time so now you're putting in we're putting in time making this you're putting in time reacting to it and then we're putting in more time reacting to you. We keep this going. And right. we would do this probably even if no one listened just because I have fun watching the show and then talking about it. But it's even better when we have great people like Trent and Adam and Jonathan or, you know, replying back to us and, and telling Don, us Don. Don kills it. Don will. Every yeah, time Don an episode awesome. comes out, he listens out.
4: to everything I do too. Not just the show. Like, I think he's like a very, very loyal listener.
2: Yeah, he's awesome, dude. And he's also awesome because he promotes everybody's shows. All I the time. love
3: that, dude. I wish yeah. more people did that. And, That's and then huge. think about it: we've had two people make YouTube videos about our podcast. Oh yeah, but we didn't even mention the guy from, uh, you know, yeah, because uh, cassette is God is the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. all one word. Uh, He's the guy who just made one for us, and he found us through my boy Mosley, his YouTube channel's Drunken Master Studios, who put out a video talking about the Married With Children podcast.
2: Yeah, two awesome guys. Thank you, guys.
3: If you love something and you share it with other people, they will come along. Maybe not all of them, but even if one of them comes along and joins in, It's one more. You have one more person involved, one more person furthering the conversation.
2: We got to get No Man to take over the planet, guys.
3: We're not going to get a Blu-ray release for Mill Creek for Married with Children. With 72 listeners. Yeah, this podcast has to be huge. We have to uh, get this big enough that we have enough influence to get Married with Children on Blu-ray. Because to be honest, that's all we're doing this for. We just want Married with Children on Blu-ray. That's the end game. And by the way, if they put it on Blu-ray next week, uh, goodbye podcast. Go get
2: another one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding now. We'll be here hopefully to the end, barring any uh, horrible life circumstance.
3: Yeah, the first week we miss is going to be – they're going to be like, what happened? They're going to be like, well, Jerry broke his arm baking a cake. <laughs> he was picking out Petunia Flats. Well,
2: Guys, this is a really big deal tonight. You know, in honor of this episode, can you believe the dude that you guys met at the end of season one who who owns the nudie bar, the Jiggly Room, he installed three bowling lanes in here.
4: He took out stage four, though, so I'm not super happy about that.
2: I know. that, that it's, it's, it's a little more crowded in here, but, you know, here's the thing, though. They, they wanted some kind of ending big grand finale to this show in some sort of competition. I love
4: competition.
3: So what do you guys think we should do? Well, obviously it's gotta be a bowling one, but, uh, we can't do who's the best. Like that's, that's unfair. Like Alex, you, you're, you, you bowl for a living almost it, you know, <laughs> you're once a week. Uh, so what if we throw a different angle on it? And, uh, it's uh, you know, some like who gets the least amount of pins. But what's the what's the the what's at stake here? I mean, I think we should
2: do who's the best. Whoever knocks over the most amount of pins wins. And whoever whoever knocks over the least amount, they have to run. Just like Justin said earlier with that whole beer pong thing, they have to run through this nudie bar naked if they knock over the least amount of pins. So let's just all throw the ball. Right now, everyone's standing around. They're all staring at us, believe it or not, with all these chicks here. They're looking at us. So whoever knocks over the least amount of pins has to get naked and run through the nudie bar. Ready, guys? Deal. Deal. Here we go.
3: right. Oh, wow, gutter ball. All right, ball, don't fail me now. Gutter ball, all right. What? All right, let me give this the old... The old twist here. Go ball.
4: I, I lost. lost.